Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss Buenas noches, amigos, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster, here with always uh, with Matt LeBeau and Matt Galveo. We are still locked out, and we might never not be locked out again. So we got another fun episode coming for you guys yeah. today. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to today. Um, obviously, we're still locked out, so um, we don't know when the hell this is going to end or if it's going to end at all. Um, you know, it was just announced that the uh, Bruins are going to be in the Winter Classic at Fenway. Uh on New Year's Day, so that might be the first uh, actual event at the, uh, you know, the first Boston team to play at Fenway, so who knows. Um, it, it, yeah, go ahead. It, it, is this a Bruins podcast now? I might feel be, like... Dude. It might have to be. I feel like it might have to be. It yeah. might have to be. We're talking about that sticky puck here. I mean, I think Brad <laughs> Marchand was an absolute snub from the All-Star game, so I didn't yeah. watch out of protest. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. actually, in fact... I'm not going to watch any hockey for the rest of the year because Brad Marchand was left off the yeah. the, the All Star game roster. So, <laughs> no, I I really I am enjoying the Bruins. I'm I'm enjoying watching them play. We also have some good sports here. Um, college basketball is in full swing. So, you know, at least there's some things to watch. The Super Bowl is coming up, but this is the worst I think I felt about uh, a season delay, probably since like there was officially a lockout that started. So I think this is the worst. I felt. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I think it's kind of just inevitable at this point. Anybody can see that uh, the writing's on the wall for at least a little bit of the season. So hopefully, you know, the two sides can figure it out. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week. Hopefully once, you know, more stuff develops because neither side is even just going to the table now or agreeing to even disagree. So uh, we'll, you know, have to just kind of see how it goes and, you know, uh, start watching Korean baseball again. Yeah, you're, yeah, Jack, you're you're well equipped for this lockout. You yeah. know everyone in the KBO, and um, you have some some good relationships over there with the uh, the Dinos. So, see, we're not us us poor's are uh, come come late March. It's gonna be you know it's gonna be blouses for us. We're yeah, I mean we're gonna have nothing to do, nothing to watch. I'm not getting up at fucking four in the morning to watch the KBO. I know you will. But I'm not. Uh, I'll catch the Jack tail end because they, the they usually end at nine o'clock in the morning. So you can watch the last few innings while, you know, you're uh, making the bacon and eggs and uh, enjoying your morning coffee. Maybe, maybe taking the dog out for a walk and you can hear uh, Byung-ho Kim hit an RBI double down the line in a language that you don't understand. So it's, <laughs> that's the beauty of baseball. Yep. And that's baseball. We forgot we are a Japanese podcast. So we maybe when we watch Japanese baseball, you know, maybe... Um, you know, we know how to speak Japanese, so you know we we might have to uh, you know dive into that a little bit. It's Korean, sir. That's yeah. well, no, I know. I'm just that, saying. That, yeah, oof, man, that that was a nice show, guys. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to wrap it up now. <laughs> That's it. I'm canceled. Uh, dude, Korea is so hot right now. With the um, with they're gonna be the only baseball league. They had Squid Games. Um, they're just dude. They're just fucking on fire right now. They're killing us. They're loving this. They're loving South, this. Must be South Korea. Yeah. South Korea. 
yeah. South Korea. Yeah. The second best career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but All we right. do have a, a kind of, you know, special episode uh, again for you guys here because, like we are saying, not too much is going on. Uh, so we are going to do an all-time Red Sox draft uh, for players that were only on the team. It doesn't matter what they did on, you know, the Expos or uh, the Guardians or whatever team, uh, only for the Red Sox. So uh, we're just going to, you know, kind of take turns, do a snake-style draft of, um, you know, who we think is the best player at each position, and then, you know, let you guys vote on, uh, you know, the old Twitter machine. And uh, we'll declare a winner. I think the winner is actually going to get um, this Burger King crown. Oh, hell so, yeah. Uh, that way they can show their uh, uh, reign over ev- all the other uh, losers uh, that might come up, uh, a.k.a. you guys. And uh, they'll wear it on the next uh, podcast. They'll, they'll, wear, exactly. they'll wear the crown yeah. for the entire show, yeah. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we all are wearing the same hat. We did not coordinate this, but uh, no. none of us are, are uh, going to change. Yeah. But uh, no, the, the next week, the winner will wear that Burger King crown. Shout out to the hats, um, you know, Matt LeBeau, the hat man. Uh, shout out to him. Hat man. The hat yeah. man. Yep. Yeah, I actually, I we, we came up with the idea for these hats after I took 50 Benadryl. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's when I started to see the hat man actually wearing one of these hats. Yep. Um, and I was like, he, wow, these are going to be really nice. Right now, outside uh, of the, the three of us, sure. the hat man is the only one that, that has a NASPAT. So it's us and then the hat man. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think whoever comes in last has to take 31 or uh, 51 Benadryl and uh, everybody else's. So that way they can see three times the hat man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> the hat men, a... some might say. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a wild night yeah, of chili. Just have a good time. <laughs> but just to uh, clarify for the um, for the audience, for the voters that are deciding on the best teams, for example, like if, you know, one of those drafts like John Smoltz, right, you're only looking at his Red Sox career. Right. So that's how you're judging that player. Like, obviously, he had short stint with the Red Sox, like five plus ERA, whatever. You know, he's not John Smoltz of the Braves. I think you guys probably get that. But, you know, <clears throat> just just to clarify. Right. Someone's right. going to draft Ricky Henderson and lead him off. You know, that's I mean, that's, <laughs> he, he played 60 games with the Red Sox in like 2002. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you Red got Sox legend Adam LaRoche. You guys got this yeah. idea just based off of um, something that you guys did, uh, you know, right when uh, COVID was going on. So, mm. yeah, me and Jack were in a little Red Sox like yeah. Fantasy so, draft thing. Uh, me and Matt LeBeau, we did a thirty-two team stat or thirty-two uh, team one, where I was ended up uh, drafting Quinn area that you would never know existed, like Walt Drabo. Yeah. That was tough. There was there was some deep cuts there. There were thirty two people in that in that league. So um, this will be only good players, and I mean for the most part, there might be a few, you know, lesser players, but this is pretty much only going to be really good Red Sox players, not fucking Tony Graffinino and you know, bunch of squids. So Christian Arroyo, <laughs> shout out. All right. Um, cool. So, so we didn't how, discuss how do we who would go first or how we were going to do it. We're kind of raw dogging this. I don't think any yeah, of us really yeah. did any true research, maybe other than writing down some names in the notes app. But um, I, I think, um, that, yeah. yeah, I think I think if you want to just do the the uh, app on your phone, 
for first yeah, we'll pick. just do maybe like a randomizer okay. yeah yeah we'll do a randomizer now just so uh then we'll do a little snake style draft you know get the yeah. juices flowing because uh you know sooner pretty soon the uh fantasy baseball drafts hopefully start and then you know yes you know, yeah you got football later on this year so this is just to get the the real mo- the yeah. real drafts going to get to get the of- draft few juices yep. going mm-hmm. you know a lot of people haven't been in a nice yeah. fantasy draft in a little while, so get those juices flowing. I'm pretty excited. So, um, Jack, you be number one. I'll be number two. Galileo, you be number three. Sure. So if you want to do the randomizer okay. from one to three. Yeah, I, I have it set to one to three, so oh, I accidentally put in zero, so apparently Fuck. I'm not going. God damn, damn it. it. The hat man goes first overall. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I am going third, so okay. All right. Now, who was second? So I'm second, so Galveo will be first. Okay. First overall. Uh, oh, yep. You, uh, Matt LaBeau, you are going first all around. Oh, and okay. then uh, Galveo oh, will be second. Oh, okay. Right. So you okay. Did, okay, you Beautiful. did every number. That's fine. That works. Yeah. All right. I won't complain. So I'm on the clock. Cue the, uh, cue the NFL draft music. Dun, and, dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 Sound man, put that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the first pick, I'm not going to do all that. But yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Teddy ball game one overall. So Ted Williams, there we Ted go. Ted Williams, left fielder from San Diego. Uh, okay. Now Galveo, it is your turn. The second overall pick, I'm going with Pedro Martinez, pitcher. <clears throat> Love it. Yeah. Uh, so with my third all around pick, I'm going. Uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Love it. First round pick, well deserved for Big Poppy. Jack, you yep. have two picks, obviously. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, so with my second pick, I am going to <clears throat> choose my left fielder of Carl Yastrzemski. Nice. <clears throat> Hell yeah! I don't know. Actually, this is uh, might be a little bit of a fun fact for Carl Yastrzemski, but I don't know how true this is. But uh, he may or may not have actually spent a semester at Merrimack. So shout out on all my alma mater. So not a big deal. I'll have to get into that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to see if that's actually true or not. But um, it may be true. So shout out Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah. And Carl Yastrzemski was also one of the guys I had to uh, specify which position that he was going to be playing at. Because he did play left field. He played some center, first base, even a little third base there. So... I feel like, you know, for someone that had as many hits as his as him and um, did as well throughout his career, you don't usually see, you know, a first ballot Hall of Famer move around the diamond that much, especially to, you know, completely different positions at times. Oh, exactly. Yep. No, very, very good outfielder as well. Could play all all, <clears throat> all three outfield spots. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's going to me, right? Or is it? Yeah, I believe yep. so. Yep. So we'll, right. we'll try to throw in some interesting facts about these guys right. too as we go on, just to make it kind of yeah. interesting and you know, kind oh, of exactly. reason why or if there's a sentimental value to them. Yeah. Um. So with my uh, second pick, I'm gonna go with Mo Vaughn at first base. Won the MVP in '95, 31 bombs, 126 RBIs. That's uh, that's that's early for Big Mo, but I do I like the pick. I do like the pick for yeah. for Big Mo, um, one of the most feared hitters, you know, in the league at the time when he won that MVP. <clears throat> um, my second pick, I gotta go. Boss Hogs, Wade Boggs, 
drinking beers, slapping singles to left over at third base, 100%. Teddy ball game and Wade box. My team's hitting fucking 400. Um, Leading the league in BAC. So I have two picks, right? Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you would go again, then it's Galveo, and then it's me for two picks. Okay. And then for my third pick, I will choose the man on the bump, the Rocket, Roger Clemens, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Roger Clemens, starting pitcher. And I find it so interesting how the Red Sox have not uh, officially retired 21, but nobody has worn it yet and since, so... I think they're kind of waiting to see if he was going to make it in the Hall of Fame. And if he did, then it would be a no brainer. But now, you know, it's the Red Sox. They're, they'll retire anybody's number now. So, or just so here's like, yeah. yeah. So here, here's what I was thinking about that. <clears throat> and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the majority of the baseball fan population is completely up in arms that Bonds and Clemens didn't get into the Hall of Fame. And I think the Red Sox are going to see this as a huge PR opportunity to now retire his number and honor him and say like, Hey, we think he should be in the hall of fame too. And you know, that will, right. that, that will put the Red Sox in, in a light with us, especially amongst the new generation of fans of like, you know, Hey, I agree. He should be in the hall of fame. Let's retire his number because the Red Sox technically have that rule that you have to play 10 years and be in the hall of fame, but they broke it for Ortiz. So I think that I think they're going to retire Clemens number sooner rather than later. And they broke it for Pedro too. He didn't play ten years here. Yeah, you're right. It also used to be yeah, it also used to be you had to end your career with the Red Sox. And then Dwight Evans technically ended his career with uh the Baltimore Orioles and they're like, Okay, well we can't not include you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah that's so. gonna <clears throat> Yep. So uh with my uh my next pick, I'm gonna go uh right fielder Dwight Evans. We look, yeah, right on cue, right on right cue. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's my turn next, right? Yep, yeah, I gotta go. Just my all time favorite player, literally named my fucking dog after this guy, uh, the real one five, uh, Dustin Pedroia. Hell yeah, good pick. Hell yeah, very good yeah. pick. But I like, I don't even care who I get the rest of the draft. It's like you just get your favorite player and then you feel nice and warm on the inside. You feel so. snuggly, yeah. 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 <laughs> I got uh, and that's a great thing. That's a that's a real a, a true leader to build your team around, dude. Nice, you know. Exactly. Like yeah. he he'll fit in nicely in any lineup that you end up making too. So I mean uh gritty. You gotta gritty. include the the grit factor. I was like, right. just yeah. and that trickles that, that trickles down throughout your team. Like when you're when you know Every day when you see a guy like Dustin Pedroia on your team working his working his ass off, dude, that trickles down to, to the entire rest of the lineup, dude. So that's a that's a good pick. I like that. Hundred percent. No, I mean, um, and plus he's also a pitching coach. He fixed David Price for a little bit, so you also got to consider, uh, you know, the uh, not leadership, but uh, being able to just help out other players. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then uh, with my next round pick, I'm going with uh, Christopher Allen Sale, uh, 2018 Ooh. World Series champion. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good pick. And then I believe it goes back to uh, Matthew Galileo. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. 
So with my next pick, I am uh, going shortstop and I'm um, taking Nomar. Very good pick. Yeah. So the, that that kind of brings up the debate, right? Because Nomar versus Xander uh, for greatest Red Sox shortstop of all time. And I think when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Xander. <clears throat> but the resumes right now, obviously, I think like Nomar had a more successful career. But factor in that Bogarts has two championships with the Red Sox. I don't know. I kind of I kind of give him like right. the nod. But Nomar was I mean, Nomar hit fucking 370 one year. Let, let's be honest. You know, it's just yeah. that's that's absurd. So I have two picks now. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just touching on that. uh no more uh, Bogarts thing, too. I think uh, Bogarts might end up actually, you know, having the better Red Sox career, especially if he ends up, you know, staying the length of his contract and or, you know, signs a new one with the Red Sox. Uh, but, you know, uh, he could be, you know, on the pace for a Hall of Fame. People forget he's still younger than Aaron Judge. Um, so I think he always will be as well. Yeah. Um, so for my two picks... I'm going to go with my favorite player of all time, and I'm going to have to put him in right field where he played most of his career before he came to the Red Sox, but I'm going with Manny Ramirez. He's going to be my right fielder, my favorite Red Sox of all time. And then for my next one here, let's see. This is a tough one, but I think I'm going to do with something uh, the Red Sox couldn't do, which is lock down Mookie Betts. And put him in center field. Nice. Which I can do because he played center field. So, oh yeah, Mookie Betts. There we go. Marcus Lynn Betts. Are you sure you don't want to put him at second base? I could do that as well. Feats of Mookie. Like <laughs> it is. It is so funny that you know he had to move because of Dustin Pedroia, and then he just ended up becoming like not only a great right fielder, but like arguably the best defensive right fielder in all of baseball, just because this other dude that ended up not really even playing the position there a lot uh, was already there. Yeah. In 20 years, you know, when Mookie retires, like that's going to be a trivia question amongst like Dodger fans. Like why did Mookie Betts play outfield? Oh, because fucking Dustin Pedroia of the Red Sox was blocking you know, Mookie's long-term, you know, <laughs> second base career. That's just fantastic. Good for Dustin. Oh, yeah. Um, with my next pick, I'm going to lock down my center field position, and I'm going to take uh, Fred Lynn. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, very solid pick. I mean, uh, he kind of split a little bit more of his career than, yeah. you know, a lot of other guys, but, like, when he was at the Sox, especially that first year in 75 when he won Rookie of the Year and MVP, like, he was just an honest rock star in Boston. Like, you don't really think about it that much, but, like, he was just the hot young stud in the 70s and 80s for the Red Sox, and like, oh, yeah. he was as popular of a player as anybody else in team history. Yeah. Uh, so I believe it is uh, my turn next. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, <laughs> I am going to take the uh, previously mentioned uh, Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogats. Yeah. And then uh, for my uh, second pick with that, I'm going to take my second all-time favorite player in John Lester. Hell yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Johnny boy. It, and I think, you know, uh, we mentioned this on a previous episode, even if the wins above replacement aren't quite there, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 
And uh, I think it was as big of a mistake as anything to, you know, let him go to the Chicago just to sign, you know, David Price. And I'm not a David Price hater, but like if you're going to shell out that money, shell it out for the hometown guy, just, you know, uh, out of respect almost in a way. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, yeah. And then it goes. Especially since uh, he ended up doing the same exact shit with the Cubs, like same exact. Yeah, <laughs> that, it really is. It really is disgusting to to think that they let Lester walk. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, but I mean, that's that's how it is. You know, that's baseball. They did eventually flip him for um, Rick Richard Purcello, though. Yep. Big Dick yeah. Rick. Ricky Big Porch Dick. Lights. <laughs> uh, and then it's back to me, I guess. Right. Uh, I would yep. be back to you. Yep. All right. So um, with my next pick, uh, I'm going to take uh, third baseman. I'm going to take Johnny Pesky. Nice. Nice. Guy, talk about grit. Guy served in the war. I mean, you yeah. can't get any more gritty than that. I mean, no. what a legend. No, you can't. You can't. Um, all right, so I got it two. It's a lot to have a pole named after you. Yeah. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. Right. Usually you have a lot more single dollar bills if you have a pole. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would be a great stripper name, I think, Pesky. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me here, I'm going to talk about things that are named after you. I am going to go with the man who has an award named after him, and that is Cy Young, starting pitcher. Cy Young. And then for my next pick here, I'm going to go with first baseman, double X, Jimmy Fox. Very good pick. He was actually the first player to ever win back-to-back MVP awards. Interesting fact. Yeah. Interesting fact. He, and uh, I think he's the guy people forget about on the Sox a lot, but, like, even just with us, like, he was excellent. Oh, he was – I mean, he had three overall MVP awards in his career, and then he finished second one year with the Red Sox after the year he finished first. I mean, he was really disgusting. I mean, I, I think he led the league in RBIs like more than anybody ever. No. But he had 175 RBIs one year, 169 and 163. <clears throat> this guy could rake. Good pick. Good pick. Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox. Matt, you're up. All right. Let's do it. Um, so I'm going to take a um, pitcher. But he played right in and pitcher back in uh, all the way back in the 1900s, early 1900s. I'm going to go with uh, Smokey Joe Wood. Smokey Joe. Oh, (laughs) Smokey Joe. (laughs) I wish we could just bring back like old timey baseball names. Smokey Joe. Like today's players. Like, like, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) That guy definitely just rips cigs. 100%. How do you not? That's probably how he got the nickname. Like nicknames back then were so deliberate. They were like, dude, if, like if you had like a, like, I don't know, dude, if you had like big, big boy, ears, Dobby, Bobby doll back, dude. Yeah. Like if you had big ears, they would call you, Hey, big ears. Like, <laughs> it was all based on like a physical appearance. Dude. Yeah. It was just very <laughs> deliberate. Yeah. Nicknames. Like, yeah. The most yeah. obvious, like, like, <laughs> dude, if you had like an Italian accent, they'd be like, Hey, Italian accent. Hey, Guido. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they would be a lot more racist than that. Yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, shit. So whose turn is it next, Stephen? 
Uh, so I just went twice with Jimmy Fox, and then oh okay. no, Gal- that- Galveo did Galveo go last? Uh, yeah, it was me, and then you. he took the old smoke. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I yeah. take smoke towards Jack. Yep. Yeah. So Webster, you're up now. Okay. Uh, speaking of guys who have uh, poles named after him, I am taking Carlton Fisk. Good. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then uh, at first base, I am taking another childhood favorite of mine, uh, Kevin Euclid. Uke. Uke. There was a season where he didn't have any errors at all, which is just absurd. Yeah, he, he was awesome defensively. He was awesome. <laughs> he did everything right. He was like the perfect baseball player. Like, yeah. tried hard 100% of the time, worked the walk, you know, had was very clutch, got a lot of base hits, played excellent defense, was a good leader, you know. And, yeah. I mean, loved loved you. Wish, wish he was around for the 2013 championship. Mm-hmm. And um, not <laughs> only that, um, uh, with Kevin Euclid, like he was obviously a natural third baseman and he was willing to, you know, move around. I think he even played a little bit at outfield, which was always hilarious to see because he was just so bad at it. But yep. it's, it's understandable. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. more of a reactionary guy. He wasn't like the tracker type. You yeah. Know. Also, the uh, most fun batting stance to imitate as a kid. Ever. Yeah. Like, it it was just so absurd. And then he would get in good hitting position. Like, if you saw him, like, when he's starting his swing, you'd be like, oh, that is a normal human baseball player. (laughs) Yeah. We would love to have uh, Kevin Euclid on the pod uh, at Greek God of Hops. Yep, at Greek God of Hops. Everybody uh, spam him with messages. (laughs) Yeah. We're too nervous. Yeah, no. Um, so is it, I think it's uh, is it back to me and then LeBeau? Uh, yeah, I, I did have uh, my okay. two picks. I did pick okay. both of my guys there. Okay. Um, so I uh, um, beautiful. Uh, I believe it is back to you, Matthew Galveo. Okay. Well, um, with my next pick, I'm gonna <clears throat> round out the uh, second base position. I'm gonna take uh, Mike Andrews. Ooh. Another deep cut. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. All right. I got two picks here. We've all heard of these two folks. Okay. These two gentlemen. These two stallions. So, for my designated hitter, I'm going with the man that should be playing designated hitter in a couple years. His name is Raphael Devers. Sure, you've heard of him. He's a natural designated hitter. He's our large Dominican son. Yep. And then for me, I think I'm going to go with Jason Veritek behind Ooh. the dish. Hell yeah. I was very tempted to take him too because, you know, Fisk might have had better numbers, but I mean, Veritek was just literally the captain, won so many World Series with us, and just, um, you know, uh, there's a reason he had the C on his chest. You bet. <clears throat> All right, cool. So back to uh, back to me. Um, I'm gonna round out the uh, the outfield. I'm gonna take uh, Jim Rice. Nice. <clears throat> he shouldn't have fell that far. Yeah, he fell pretty well. You know, had to had to snag him here. Round out the outfield. The only really thing is is the reason he fell is because the Red Sox have such a history with left fielders. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
No, hundred percent. Like yeah. I was kind of writing out my list, and you know, he made it on. But you have Williams, you have Manny, you have Yaz, you have you know a few other guys as well. And I mean, uh, Hanley Ramirez, uh, a Red Sox legend in left field. Um, yep, uh, you, you can't ever forget about him. Nope, you can't. <laughs> yeah, Mike Carp. Mike Carp. Yeah, Mike Carp. <laughs> <laughs> Carpe diem. He had a couple clutch hits in uh, 2013. I mean, everybody had a clutch hit in 13. Yeah. Like, it was just like the clutches. That was like the clutchest team of all time. That team had no business winning that many games and making it that deep in the postseason. They only did it because they were clutch. Yeah. And really, the only team all year that challenged them were the Detroit Tigers. That was it. And that was in the ALCS. And that was it. Yep. No. Uh, Hopefully we'll have uh, the 2013 socks on that random number generator at some point. So, yep. Yeah. Um, Jack, you are up. Yep. Um, I am going to, uh, for my third base position, take Rich, uh, Rico Petroselli. Nice. He no, mostly known as a shortstop, but he did play uh, well over a season at third base. So, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and count it. No, I like that. I, I, uh, Fun fact about Rico, I I, he, I went to a game in Tampa. It was a Red Sox-Rays game back, like, I don't know, he was like 06 or 07. And he was actually there. He lives in Florida. And, um, yeah, he was signing books and, like, giving away his book. And um, and no one wanted it because, like, it was all Rays fans. And I was like, dude, this is freaking awesome. So I got a book signed by him. Pretty oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, is that on cool your fan. stack of books next to yeah, your laptop? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah right there we there. go. There we go. You, you do indeed know how to read. Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, you, yeah. 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 Contrary confirm. to popular belief, Alabama. Correct. This is not just the yeah. decoration. No. Yes. No. yes. Yeah. You, know you know how many people probably have books in their house that they just are like, yeah, like, it makes me look cool because I know how to read. Yeah. But do you uh, actually I'm, read them? I kind of fall into that category now, actually. I don't really read. But oh. I do have books. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just when people come over, you're yeah. just like, oh, wow, this guy. They're all sports. They're yeah. all sports books, so I've actually read almost all of them. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Those are the only books. So I you you don't look too like cultured or anything. There there are books, but they are about sports. Yes, they're not. They're not. No, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not reading like I don't know what's a popular book. The fucking Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bunch of goosebumps books. Yeah, I have Red Moon up here. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, I believe that was uh, just my first pick. Um, so uh, I do have a second pick here, and I'm going to take uh, maybe one of the bigger douchebags in Red Sox history, but uh, Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, nice. Uh, like, closer in Red Sox. He, no, I, I agree. And, I mean, um, like, he was just so electric, and he was such an asshole, but, like, he was uh, you can tolerate it when he's actually, like, you know, doing great and winning the world series and um literally just like fucking taunting the other team and you gotta love it you gotta love it unless if you're facing him yep or you're bryce harper right (laughs) (laughs) um with my next pick i'm gonna just round out my starters and i am uh gonna go with kurt schilling um clutch playoff performer um you know oh four all that. I mean, how can you not take uh, 
Kurt Schilling here. Also, not a Hall of Famer. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. I got two. Yep. You got I'm two. Going with... You're going back to back, just like Drake. Yep. Hell yeah. I have. Um, I'm going to go with the second greatest second baseman in Red Sox history, Bobby Doerr, because I do need a second baseman. Um, and then I'm going to go with this gentleman here. Looks like he pitched a few games for the Red Sox. Uh, his name is Babe Ruth. Oh, the Babe? Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, Babe's going to do a lot for me, actually. He's going to pitch. He's going to hit. He's going to yep. do a few things. He's going to teach yeah. kids how to pitch. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Here's how you exactly. throw on knuckleballs, Sonny. <laughs> he's going to murder his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people forget. People forget that. Babe yeah. Ruth, not a good human being, but there is good. this um, there's this recent uh, conversation that Babe Ruth wasn't that good of a baseball player. I just want to get out in front of this and let everyone know oh, that yeah. Babe Ruth was amazing at baseball. So to all you kids listening out there, don't listen to the Twitter crowd saying Babe Ruth sucked. He was unbelievable. The founding member of the 300 home run club, 400 home run club, 500 home run club, 600 home run club, and 700 home run club. Babe Ruth fucked ass. Bad guy, great ball player. Yes, but and keep in mind for the viewers, this is only with his time as the Red Sox was mostly as a pitcher. He did hit, you know, Correct. a good amount of home runs with the Red Sox. Uh, we can get the exact numbers up here. But we are considering only his time in Boston again. Right. No, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. that. I know because obviously if that was the case, I would have took him first overall. But my point is yeah. people say Babe Ruth wasn't good because he played against plumbers. That's what I was saying. And if that is the there is case, no black people. but Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> but neither was when Ted Williams played. And so well, all I'm not saying true, is, but OK. Yeah, well, I know it was half true, but yeah. All I'm saying is, if everyone was bad back then, why couldn't everyone hit 700 home runs? It was just not the way the game was taught. I am a Babe Ruth denier. We are just always going to disagree on this. We might as well get into it now. We might as well get into it now. Let's do it. But like, if you just plopped Babe Ruth in today's time, he's going um, like 195 for the season with like 15 home runs. Given, Which you know, you're going to give them, you know, modern day conditioning and everything and yada, yada. But it is just such a different game than what it was before. And that's the disconnect for me. Which I, I, I do agree with, right, that if you put Babe Ruth in the game today, he would probably stink. And I've said that a million times. But you can say that about any athlete that played any sport before 1950. doesn't mean they shouldn't be recognized. If you take took Wayne Gretzky, who played somewhat recently. 70s 80s 90s and put him in today's nhl right. Connor yeah, mcdavid right. would fucking dangle on his balls <laughs> that's true and he would make him look silly it was just a di- dude the, yeah the, you could say the goalies weren't wearing like big pads okay well wayne gretzky i mean why wasn't everyone putting up 100 goals and another 85 assists a year i'm just saying babe ruth he had more home runs than the entire rest of the league one year i mean that's pretty good <laughs> i mean it's pretty good 715 home runs. I mean, that's more of a statistical anomaly than okay. anyone. I, I, I do actually want to hear your opinion on this. Do you consider him the greatest of all time, uh, like ESPN no. does? No, 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 okay. no. I do not. That's like reasonable. Him. That's reasonable. No, ba- you're you're Bonds, a man of high culture. Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time. And if you disagree, 
you've just you've never actually watched baseball. Barry Bonds in any generation from now until baseball ends up not existing will ever be forever be the most impressive baseball player of all time. Also because of defense, just on base percentage, home runs, everything. But to do what Babe Ruth did back then was not easy. And people think like, oh, he's playing against plumbers. Okay, well, yeah, then everyone should have been hitting that many fucking bombs then. He, I just, I do think that Babe Ruth was very good. But he's not the greatest of all time. That's Barry Bonds. Also, probably, or Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. was better than Babe. With, uh, Willie Mays, um, Hank Aaron. And one thing, again, all these guys have in common is they were all not allowed to play at the same time as Babe Ruth. Right. Yeah. But Babe Ruth was still very good at baseball. Uh, and I believe, was that your first or second pick? That was my second. I went, I went Bobby Dorn, Babe Ruth. That's right. That's right. That's right. So it is back to Matt Galveo at this point after uh, the uh, Babe Ruth discourse there. Yeah. We could have a whole episode about this. We really Had could. to happen. Had to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to do that. I know, I know, Matt. I, I don't like, because I don't like Babe Ruth. I think he's actually a terrible person. And I think that. He should be recognized as a terrible person. I mean, he lit his fucking wife on fire. I just don't like when people say he was not good at baseball. That's false. That's wrong. He was a great baseball player and a great arsonist, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> people forget he's got skills with fire. Firebender. <laughs> he's a goddamn fire, goddamn avatar, dude. Yeah. Um, he's just like Prince Zuko. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a great show, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. People forget that. Um, So with my next pick, um, I'm going to take a closer here, and I'm going to go Dick Raditz. Old (laughs) Dickie. Dick Raditz. uh, I remember him. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Then I'm going to take my DH, and I'm going to go with J.D. Martinez as my DH. Very good pick. I was wondering if he was going to be in that DH spot for anybody yeah. here, and I'm glad he was. True DH. Yeah. True DH, exactly. Um, so I guess it's back to me now because I can't name anything about Dick Radish. So um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick uh, one of my favorite bars around um, – Fenway that it's not Jerry Remy's uh, Tony C's nice career cut way too short um, I, it, but the time that he even did have here you know was as good as just about anybody else so uh, we're gonna throw it on the board here yep and then for my second pick uh, I am going to pick um, Reggie Smith as my re- uh, center fielder very good pick actually very good pick yeah he is borderline Hall of Fame. You know, maybe he might even actually make it in on one of these, uh, like, veterans committees one day because he has the wins above replacement. He was so good defensively. And he played a long time for the Red Sox, too. I think people kind of forget because a lot of those teams just didn't end up doing anything. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's back yeah, to me. Correct. Yep. All right. Well, um, so I am going to take my catcher, and uh, I'm going to take Doug Mirabelli. Ooh. <laughs> Dougie McBucket. <laughs> Everybody loves Doug Marabelli. Yep. And I think he's he's a fan favorite. 
you know, the boys lo- love him in the in the clubhouse. And that's it's just somebody that you need on your team. It sucks. I was going to take Tim Wakefield, but now I can't because he, he, yeah. Mirabelli's the only one that can catch him. I was going to say, you showed your hand about which, which uh, pick you're going to pick next because yeah. the only reason Doug Mirabelli played for the Red Sox was uh, because <laughs> yeah. of Tim Wakefield. That's right. And um, need... yeah. Sorry, go ahead. LeBeau, not you. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, I think it's so. me. Yep, it's me. So... Um, I have a hole, a gaping hole at shortstop, and if I don't take this man, then I'm screwed. Um, the uh, the Red Sox version of Jack Webster went from Washington to Boston, and I am going to take Joe Cronin, Hall of Famer and mm. career 300 hitter. Number is retired is he, in right field. So that actually kind of makes me think, too. So um, we didn't discuss this before, but Joe Cronin was also a manager Man. for the Red Sox. So Correct. I think we should also consider having one Red Sox manager as yep. um, uh, on our uh, uh, draft team here as well. So, yeah, we can either draft a manager or you can have a player on your team that managed. I have two currently that managed professionally. Only one managed the Red Sox. I, I think for the sake of the show, we are only doing Red Sox. So it would only be Red Sox managers. Okay, great. Then yeah. Joe Cronin is my manager. That's my manager. That we'll we'll let that uh, be the uh, Shohei Otani rule, where uh, you can put him in two spots, kind of like in okay. fantasy baseball. I don't mind drafting a manager. I'll take <laughs> I'll take anyone. Yeah. No. Uh, well. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like drafting a kicker. You can just do it at the end. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I have one more pick here. And I need someone for the bullpen. My bullpen's fucking hurt city right now. Um, <clears throat> I am going to go with Koji Uehara for my closer. Galveo, back. Very good. Back to me. All right. I am going to take uh, Keith Folk. I take Folky. Keith Folk. Folky. Nice. Yeah. Oh, for legend. Oh, he does not legend. work at Burger King confirmed. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually bumped into Keith Folk a few years ago, and it looks like he's been eating a lot of Burger King since he's retired. But I don't uh, think he's uh, working. He's a unit. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. You can live your best life after you've made millions of dollars and you can retire at 35. Like that is the dream. 100%. You got to live it up. If you win, if you won that 04 World Series and, and broke the curse, you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. For the rest of your I life. I do. I do that, and I don't. I don't have a ring. Right. You yeah. don't even have a yeah. ring. You don't even exactly. have exactly. Um. So, Galvao, you went. Jack, you have two now. Yep. Yep. Uh. So, for my last starting pitcher spot, I am going to take Louis Tion. Louis Tion. Nice. Very good selection. And yeah, I mean, I think it also just helps with like how much time he spent with the Red Sox. Like he was just synonymous with the team. And I mean, for being one of the first, you know, Hispanic born players, like uh, he was Cuban, right? Yeah, Cuban born. Yep. LT yeah, right Cuban outside born. of Fenway. Yeah. Dude, get yourself yeah. a, a Cuban sandwich. Fucking fire. Yeah. And he and I love how he's still love with the that. team. I mean, a little less now, but like he was always on Nesson growing up and everything, and always around the ball club. So uh, he, I think that you know, kind of factors into the pick a little bit too. Like he, how much he meant to the organization itself. Correct. 
Agreed. <laughs> and then uh, for my first bench spot, I am going to take outfielder and Hall of Famer, uh, Tris Speaker. Okay. Okay. We're getting yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I'm almost a little surprised that, you know, he stuck around this long. He could honestly replace a lot of guys in, you know, my outfield right now at any given day. So, yep. um, I was a little, I was looking at the, uh, fan graphs, all time war leadership for Red Sox. Cause I didn't need some reference, but I was surprised that he stuck around this long. Yeah, no, fair, very fair. Yeah. All right. So, uh, for my first bench spot, um, I'm going to take, uh, Johnny Damon. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Sweetest ass in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Shout um, out, fever pitch. So, <clears throat> Jack, who'd you take for your bench spot? Who was that? Uh, Tris Speaker. Okay. He was center fielder, right? Yeah, he was a center fielder. You could plug him in anywhere. Though. Right, right. Bench player. No, I, I understand. I'm just asking. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to stick with the center field thing. And I'm going to go with the man who is actually in the 41st spot in war of all-time Red Sox players, Jackie Bradley Jr. Ooh. JB, Jesus. Ooh, Defensive and replacement. he's still adding on to it. Yep. Unless yep. if he has another season like last year where it's going down. Yeah, but. he might slide down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he might slide down. <laughs> that is an actual possibility. It's, 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 it's almost likely. But with how good he is defensively, it's just hard. Like, he'd have to be so bad offensively, but I wouldn't count him out. I just hope he passes Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is 39 overall in yes. offensive war. This is, <laughs> no, oh, positional player war. So it's offense and defense included. But um, And JBJ is 41. Mm-hmm. So he just needs one war. Actually, 0.8 to pass the Babe. Are, are we taking the over-under on that? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm gonna take the push. If they don't sign fucking Sully, then I, they're gonna. Yeah. He, Jackie's gonna play 150 games. He's gonna hit like 160. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Um. All right, I got JBJ, JB Jesus. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I am gonna go. Hmm. Who do I want to take here? I'll take Mike Timlin for my setup guy. There we go. Mm. There we go. Um, and then for my second bench spot, I'm going to go with Mike Lowell. Nice. Oh, love me some Mike Lowell. Love Mike Lowell. What a, what a legend Mike Lowell is. Yep. Two-time World Series, World Series MVP. Champ. Yep. Yep, MVP. I feel like everybody forgets that World Series MVP just because, you know, obviously it was a sweep, but, like, and his numbers were very good in it, but like it was just such a blah, you could have given it to any number of guys. Yeah. A good pick. Good pick. Mike Lowell. Yeah. Uh, so for my uh, second bench spot, I'm taking John Valentin, uh, third baseman slash uh, shortstop. I actually didn't realize how long of a Red Sox career he had over, uh, oh, over yeah. 900 games. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, being able to play different positions, perfect bench guy. And then for oh. my second um, pick here, I'm going to pick setup man Daniel Bard. Hell yeah! Wow, what a what a what a run he had with the Red Sox. It's a shame. 
that it all fell apart. Yeah. I'm glad he's somehow back in the league. One of the more unlikely stories that uh, we've seen in recent history, but you know, uh, he literally just fell off a cliff in after 2012. And, you know, we didn't hear about him until, you know, literally there was a plague that went through the earth and the Rockies needed a closer. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It took a, a global pandemic for Daniel Bard to come out of his, his funk. Yeah. That would actually be a great interview, though, um, because I feel like his story would actually be more interesting than almost any other guy that we might be able to get. This is this is a hot take. I, I just... I don't know if I'd want to interview Daniel Bard because I just don't want to ruin him again. Like, I, I don't want him to talk about <laughs> I don't want him Dude, to that... talk about his Red Sox career and then, like, have him have a fucking panic attack. And then he tries to pitch for the Rockies and then he's just junk. Like, I just don't I don't want to have Daniel Bard's career on my hands. I just imagine the NASP curse, dude. Yeah, like he I just comes want to on him. here and then Matt LeBeau curses him. <laughs> I just want to leave him alone. He's doing well, and I feel like he's very fragile. I don't want to. I just don't want to mess it up. That's fair, you know. <laughs> um, but still, a good pitcher for the Red Sox. Still a good pitcher. Yes, for the yep. very, very good. Yeah. I think we only have one more pick each. I think I, I, I have. Yeah, I have one more guy left. Uh, and a manager too. That's oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. So with my last pick. I'm going to go with a guy that's going to get the boys buzzing, howling every day, bringing the beers, you know, going out for beers, doing doing all that party. I'm going to go Mike Napoli. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> He's going to get the juices flowing in the in the in the clubhouse. He's going to ha- make sure the boys are always riled up, always have Good. a cold one ready after the games. Mike Napoli. Nice. All right. I, I, I see that pick. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go along with that. I'm gonna take Kevin Millar. Oh, nice. Yeah, Kevin Millar, the bench. Um, so I think I have one more player to pick, or two more. Yeah, you you can pick a second manager if you want, but you well, you did state Joe Cronin. Yeah, I'm gonna pick another manager. Joe Cronin's gonna play. He's not gonna okay. manage. Um, but but my my question is, um, I have. Two relievers. I have a closer, a setup guy, and I have two bench guys. So I got to take another reliever and a bench guy. Is that? Uh, so I did put. Uh, so I think the way it worked best, especially since we're adding the manager, three bench, and then just a closer and a setup guy. You don't need another random reliever in there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Unless if so you I, want. No, so I just we need could one more. That, no, that's fine. So I just need one more yeah. bench guy. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna pick Trot Nixon. Hell yeah. Good pick. And that rounds out my team. Besides yeah. the manager. Besides, Besides the manager. manager. Right. Yep. Uh, Jack, do you so have any more that, picks that you have to do for to round out your roster? Uh, yeah, I have uh, my third bench guy, and I have uh, my manager as well, which we can discuss at the end. Cool. Um, so for my third bench guy, just to get some extra uh, votes off of uh, Twitter.com, I am taking uh, Brock Holt. Um, uh, <laughs> fan I mean, favorite. That's uh, actually we love you on the uh, no. uh, pod, uh, Mr. Holt. So Mr. Holt. Uh, yep. you can bring on Tank. You uh, you can bring on you know Griffin, uh, Ripken as well. So uh, just bring the whole family. But here here's the thing though, when we're doing this, like out of all the bench players that the Red Sox have had. 
Brock Holt has to be top five. I mean, he's one oh, of the greatest yeah. bench players. No, in Red Sox and, like, I'm not, he, he's yeah. a very good player too. And you can plug him in everywhere. And you know, the clubhouse chemistry that he brought, I mean, it, the, his really only thing is he didn't hit for like any power at all, Right. but he was able to, you know, hit for average, uh, get on base, steal bases, play good defense anywhere. So yeah. uh, that, I, that's a guy, you know, I also just want on my team, especially because, no, um, yeah. Yeah, he he epitomizes everything you want from a bench guy. Like him and Alex Cora, I feel like are like the two perfect bench players. Yeah. All right. Uh, Galvan, so, are you, are you good, Galvan? You have one more. You got to pick. Right. Just the manager. That's it. Okay. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I, uh, so that was my first pick. So I guess my second pick or my last pick here would be the manager, and uh, I am going to take uh, the current man at the helm, Alex Cora. Good pick. There we go. Yeah. Um. So I'm it's me next. So um, I think I'm just gonna go with the obvious choice, and uh, I'm gonna yep. take Tito. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, if you didn't take Tito, then yeah, you, you're you're dumb about it. But. Yeah. I am gonna go. Let's see. Let me let me look at a couple couple things here. John Farrell. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going Farrell. I'm not going Farrell. Hey, he, he yeah, won a World uh, Series at that, least. That is, he, he saw the hat man, too. That's an easy choice, but like, let's be real. Like David Ortiz managed that team. John yeah. Farrell just pushed some buns yeah. here and there, uh, but that was David Ortiz's uh, team. Yeah, I, I can't go. I can't go John Farrell. My biggest concern about going John Farrell is like when it comes down the stretch, managing the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Um, or talking to young players. Yes, or anything. Yeah. Or the media. I'm going to go, ooh, it's between two guys. Between two guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go John McNamara. Ooh, okay. Yeah. John McNamara. Yeah, so I think that should uh, round it out now officially, right? Yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. So, okay, we should probably just recap who we have at each position here. So, yeah. uh, well, if you want to go first, then uh, we'll just uh, name off our team so that way, you know, the listeners uh, can kind of, you know, decide for themselves. We don't even have to do an actual lineup. They, that can just be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's do that. Um, so, you want me to just <clears throat> go by the order I picked them? Uh, yeah, or just by position. That's kind of how I did it. So, however yeah. you want to present it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't put them in the position order, so I'll just go with the order I picked them. So, uh, Ted Williams in the left, Wade Boggs at third, Roger the Rocket Clemens, uh, the ace on the mound. I got Manny over on right. I got Mookie in center, Cy Young on the bump behind the Rocket, Jimmy Fox over at first, Raphael Devers, designated hitter of the future, Jason Veritek behind the dish. I got Bobby Dorr at second. We got Babe Ruth coming in third on the bump. Joe Cronin at short. Koji shutting the door. Mike Timlin setting up the table for Koji. Jackie Bradley Jr., my fourth outfielder and pinch runner. I got Kevin Millar ripping shots of whiskey in the clubhouse. And I got Trot Nixon just giving the the dirt dog approach and managed by John McNamara. All right. It's a pretty scary team. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. You might be wearing the Burger King uh, crown next episode. I might be wearing episode. the crown, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, cool. So I'll go. Um, so three starters. I got Pedro, uh, Smokey Wood, and uh, Kurt Schilling. 
Uh, first base, I got Mo Vaughn. Second, I got Mike Andrews. Third, I got Johnny Pesky. At short, I got Nomar. Um, at left field, I got Jim Rice. Center field, I got Fred Lynn. Right field, I got Dwight Evans. Closer, I got uh, Dick Raditz. Um, reliever, I got Keith Folk. DH, I got JD. Uh, catcher, I got Doug Mirabelli. Um, and then on my bench, I got Johnny Damon, Mike Lowell, Mike Napoli, and managed by Terry Francona. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so at my catcher, I have Carlton Fisk. Then at first, Kevin Nicholas, Dustin Pedroia, Sander Bogards, and at third base, uh, Rico Petroselli. Uh, my outfield is uh, Carl Yastrzemski, Reggie Smith, and Tony C in right field, uh, along with uh, the greatest clutch hitter in Red Sox history, uh, David Ortiz, as my designated hitter, with Tris Speaker, John Valentin, and Brock Holt as my bench. Uh, my rotation is Chris Sale, John Lester, and Louis, uh, Louis Tiant. And then uh, in my bullpen, it is Jonathan Papelbon and Daniel Bard, which is appropriate because they were actually, uh, yeah. you know, closer and setup yeah. man basically their entire careers with the Red Sox. And then it is managed by Alexander Cora. So, uh, you know, that's all of our teams. You know, with three people, you're not going to really have any bad teams whatsoever. I'm like, that 32 32, one literally 10 times the amount of people so uh we were able you know uh to you know kind of have fun with it i think we all picked a little you know personal favorites in there as well so uh it was you know good time boys no it was it was yeah um we we got some we got some good teams i mean yeah i think that we also should definitely make a lineup you know like make a one through nine make a lineup yeah not just because it's not just about the roster you also want to assemble the team how they're gonna you know who's leading off Who's going to be, you know, batting fourth, driving them in? Um, I mean, we don't have to do that on the show, but when we right, present yeah. the teams on Twitter, definitely. Yeah, I think that, that that's I think that's a good idea. Yeah, hundred percent. We 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 can take some time to actually develop it out and put it in, and then uh, you know we'll make a graphic, we'll put a, a poll up for you guys to vote on. And then, uh, you know, the uh, winner gets the Burger King crown, as like we mentioned, and the uh, loser is actually kicked off the podcast. So uh, we forgot <laughs> to mention that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about it. I know LeBeau's got to probably head out soon. So I mean, uh, I got some time. I got until about right. 12. So if you, I mean, if okay. you guys got anything else, uh, All uh, right. you know. If you want to catch up, we had uh, our Babe Ruth. We had our Babe Ruth discussion. So yeah, we did. We, we checked that off the list. I'm not touching on Babe Ruth for the rest of this podcast history. That, that's over. Okay, it, it will be one of those just forbidden topics. Yeah, it's unwritten rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we. I think that should be the only written rule that we have on the podcast. No Babe, no Babe Ruth discourse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Babe Ruth is in the NASP graveyard, dude. Do not talk yep. about him. The in the shadow about him. in the shadow realm yeah he's banned yeah. he's banned we don't talk about murderers we're not going to bring up aaron hernandez as well so right. don't ask no. us to talk about aaron hernandez yep. we get questions every single week and yep. this is not another pads podcast uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah we started by uh by talking talking hockey now we're talking football so yeah yep the Celtics sure are doing a basketball. Yep. They're yeah, doing they that shooty hoop. Not very well, though. Not very well. Shout out Lou Merloni, though. He's a big PC guy. I know, you know, he went to PC yep. and, you know, he's been following the Friars here. So I know yeah. you, Lou Merloni and Matt LeBeau, 
the biggest Friar fans uh, no, around. Me, me and Lou, we, we are our two favorite teams, the Sox and the Friars. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, you know, yep. sharing the love. They uh, they had some good years. You know, Red Sox had a great year. Friars having the greatest year they've yeah. ever had. So, no, it's been a been a fun time. But um, good. yeah, yeah. No, this, I'm, I hope the lockout ends. I hope that we can have a regular right. season. It starts on time. we got a lot of fun, cool things planned for the year, um, you know, for opening day and so forth. So, you know, hopefully it can all start on time. If not, if it's a little delayed, well, you know, October will still come. They're not, right. not going to miss a whole year, you know. So. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah. I really hope they wouldn't miss an entire season. but. Yeah. I swear to God, if that last Red Sox game to ever exist was uh, game six against uh, the Astros, I, I'm going to be very sad to have that be my <laughs> last baseball memory in the MLB when the league folds. Well, imagine <laughs> how imagine how Yankee fans feel, because no. honestly, if, if that was the last game in MLB history, then Yankee fans last game is going to be the wildcard game against the Red Sox. Oh. Honestly, at that point, it's a good trade off. Let's just pack it in. I mean, it's yeah. never going to get any better for Red Sox fans than that. Having the Yankees' last MLB game at Fenway Park. Be that. A wild card elimination loss. And Bronxy's death in Bronxy Hunter Renfro. But thankfully, they won't need to do the fake Bronxy anymore because there's not going to even be a reason. So they're just going to save themselves that embarrassment. You know? Right, right. It's like it's not always the same Georgia Bulldog. They get a new Bulldog every once in a while, like. But like this time, like Bronxy did die. We, I, I really want to do like some sort of Bronxy, like is dead shirts and wear them to Yankee Stadium this year. I think that would. Oh be my god! Yes. Yeah. Well, I did, one thing I didn't realize, and not that it's even going to happen at this point, but Yankees opening day is against the Red Sox. So that would, uh, if, if by some Hail Mary miracle, you know, they figure out their shit, uh, we, we're definitely going to be going. In the, What's uh, the date on that? Shirts. You know the date, Jack? I don't know. It's April something. Uh, April 7th, if I it's, remember. It's not a weekend, though. That's the thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, that's why I can't go. But that would be sick. But there's a summer, uh, like a summer series in July. It's a weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, and I, I'm most excited for like actual games to go back so we can, you know, do some content at there, you know, hopefully see some fans. If we ever see you wearing a, um, you know, NAS pad or shirt, we are buying you a beer. 100%. Even if you're underage, especially if you're underage. Yeah, no, yep. exactly. Especially if you're underage. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should probably end it on that. Yeah. <laughs> we will, uh, we will see. Um, we will we'll, we'll publish these rosters here. We'll let you guys vote. Um, it was uh, it was a good show. It was a good time. We will see you next week. Thanks for the uh, support. Peace. Peace.